Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Megan. And this is Cinema Super Collider. Where we're smashing up cinema one movie at a time. Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here, my friend. Can your heart stand the shocking fact about cinema? this episode of Cinema Super Collider, we look at the 1995 big-budget flop, Waterworld. Yep. When the world's filled with water and Kevin Costner's ego, you get Waterworld. Yeah, it's basically Mad Max at sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, with less boats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, if there had been more wild motorboat chases, it would have been just like it. There were some. There were like jet ski chases. There's stuff. a lot of jet skis in this film. Yeah, Kawasaki jet skis. Many jet skis. Yeah. But questionable sources of gasoline for the jet skis. Well, we know where the gasoline came from. Well, one source. It came from one source. One source. The and s- the cigarettes all came from, the, the, I guess, the same source. source. I suppose. It's I a, don't know. It's a gasoline slash cigarette boat. But not cigarette a cigarette boat. Yeah. But not a cigarette. There were not any cigarette boats in this movie about boats. No. And water. No. It's a world a- of water. So it was a Kevin Costner vanity project. Oh, yes. That was famous because it went so far over budget that it was far and away the most expensive movie made when it came out. Yes. At it was that later time. topped by Titanic. Yes. But at that time, it was the, the most expensive movie ever made. It was notorious for having all kinds of problems on set. Oh, yes. The director left. There was a hurricane that destroyed their set, which they had to rebuild. It was mm-hmm. a huge, elaborate outdoor set in the water out off of the coast of uh, Hawaii. Pretty right? much everybody involved almost drowned at some point. Doing something because yeah. Waterworld, like any of the stars, there's always like a thing. It's like, oh, yes, they almost drowned doing a stunt or being on a boat or something happened and they were in the water and almost drowned. And people seem to, reading what I've read and living through that time, it seems to me that everyone was primed to hate this movie when it came out. People were kind of waiting to pounce on this as soon as it was going to be released. Because the advance word was that it wasn't very good, and it ran over budget, and had all of these problems with it. Because otherwise, I can't explain why this movie generates so much hate. Because while bad, it's not terrible and it's uh, it's because of kevin costner kevin costner his his ego well and it's the arc of a major star right okay yeah at some point a star that is beloved by everyone or most people or at least a majority of people gets to a point in their career where they don't believe their poop smells anymore you can say shit. Shit. On this, on this channel. I don't know. I just kind of like to poop for a moment. Oh. Poop's fun to say. I don't know. Yeah. Shit. Shitty shit shit. Mm. There. Said it several times. Anyway, their shit doesn't stink. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. Their shit doesn't stink. And then everybody universally just agrees 
all at the same time that they hate them. So, you know, he was in like The Bodyguard and in Bull Durham and in other movies that we liked. I don't remember. Field of Dreams maybe came out before this. I don't know. Well, the the famous one, the the biggest, most famousest one was uh, the uh, Buffalo. What was that? The uh, oh, um, uh, Dances with Wolves. Dances that's right. with Wolves. I forgot Dances that one. With wolves. That one, Tatanka. Yeah, that's the Buffalo thing. Tatanka. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where he's on. I liked that movie. I Don't... actually like that movie too. Oh, so really? I'm, I'm I, not I, making I, fun I, of it. Oh my goodness! I thought it was going to have to sit here and no, defend no, 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 no. it. Oh, thank goodness! Don't make me defend that. movie. No, no, no. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I didn't actually. I. I didn't. I'm not going to say that I loved it, but like, I. I did not hate it. Ah, it was okay. fine. I, I. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I just thought that the Tonka thing was kind of dumb. Yeah, it, it didn't deserve to win Best Picture over the other nominees that year. I don't recall what they were. I was just about to ask. Do you remember what those were? No, I just remember that year thinking that you know dances with wolves was running away with all of the oscar candy because that's what the academy likes is big huge epic films like that that make them feel good about being who they are you know and making these big hollywood epics with people in red face and all this kind of stuff and there were other films that year that deserved it more and i can't remember what they were but sure yeah sure so so yes so we got to a point with kevin costner where we were just everybody agreed fuck him and then Waterworld came along and then we were really like oh see now we can now this is gonna suck and now we're all right everybody in the world every single person except Kevin Costner is right about Kevin Costner he sucks we hate him doesn't even matter if that movie's any good because he sucks that's what happens yeah it's not just a Kevin Costner thing like I think Johnny Depp this happened to at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And fucking Mel Gibson. Mel uh, well Mel <laughs> Mel Gibson deserved it. Well, I'm maybe Kevin Costner deserved it. I don't believe Kevin Costner called anyone sugar tits and was an anti-Semite. Mm, you don't know that. You're not around him 24 hours a day. I am not, but there is not a recording of him doing that. Mm, I hope not. It, that we know of. Yeah. Well, what about that other Australian actor that you- uh, Oh, I fucking hate Russell Crowe. Fuck Russell that guy. Crow. So it happened to Russell Crowe, right? Well, Russell Crowe was punching people out from the get-go. So I don't think there was ever a point where people were like, fuck that guy. I think it was just fuck that guy all the way along. It's just that he happened to stumble into projects that people were like, ah, fuck that guy. But it's yeah. kind of a cool movie. The obvious musical analog for me is Phil Collins. Yeah. Phil Collins was like, a big star and then a bigger star and then a biggest star to the point where you could not like look left or right without seeing Phil Collins's face somewhere. And then all of a sudden everybody was like, fuck Phil Collins. Yeah. And then he went and then he had, then he didn't do so well for a long time. And now he's kind of sick. Yeah. Now he's old and feeble. And sad story. It's kind of sad. And he's, he's just got his piles and piles of money to retire on. Mm-hmm. So just roll around and yeah. Yeah. It's still sad. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, this is the thing you, you sometimes have a course where someone becomes more and more and more famous until there's either like a media saturation with them and they get sick and tired of seeing their face. Right. Um, I think that, uh, the comedian who was on, uh, living color oh jim carrey uh, jim carrey yes. kind of oh had absolutely same jim sort of carrey story. had the exact same fucking thing because we were all like on board with his shtick for a long time we we're like oh he's so funny oh oh look at him he's being a, he's being crazy yeah he's in the mask he's crazy look yeah. at him he's, he's so in a silly. few good films he's in some fun yeah and oh he's kind of serious in the truman show mm-hmm. that's kind of fun it's nice to see him act oh man in the moon's not too bad yeah. i actually kind of enjoy that movie i'm not gonna say that you know i enjoy all of his stuff but that one's fine and then he made cable guy 
People hated the cable guy. Well, I liked the cable guy. Some people will defend the cable guy. I will defend the cable guy. Because it is a dark comedy, and a lot of people were wanting him to just be Ace Ventura again. That's exactly right. I think the movie where it started to kind of turn was, he did a movie, and I want to call it like the Pacific or the Standard or the something. Did he do Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Yes, he did. That That was a great film. That was a very good film. And uh, that was probably his best performance other than the Truman Show. But yeah. There was one where he was like, he had amnesia and he like ends up at a movie theater and something. Oh, that was um, the number 23. No, that's a different one. But but it's all in this pretentious pile of garbage when when every Everything turned. It was like, oh, he's making another fucking serious movie again. God damn it. You know what? Fuck you, Jim Carrey. <laughs> and then everybody was on board. We were all on board with fuck you, Jim Carrey. Yeah. And now he, yeah, pays- he started he started giving interviews like in and he would like give his theories about like comedy. You know, really the essence of comedy fuck you jim carrey yeah i know just fuck (laughs) you really and now he's like painting pictures and kind of crazy tragedy yeah no fuck you fuck you jim carrey (laughs) yeah just just fuck you yeah so so there are there are stars that get to that point now there are few exceptions of people in in hollywood that get to a point where everybody's basically about to say fuck you and then they just do something and we're all kind of like wait what and Nicolas Cage is an example of this. Mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage was at a point where we were all about to say, fuck you, Nicolas Cage. And then he started making crazy movies and yeah, not he taking just himself does, seriously. He, I think he had like nine direct to Netflix or direct to DVD videos just this last year. Oh, yeah. No, he'll show up for anything. He'll show up for a sandwich. He's basically Joe Estevez now. But but <laughs> but there was a while, even his big budget stuff, where like, like you were like... Like, God damn it, Nicolas Cage is in another fucking movie. And you'd go and you'd see it and you'd be like, did he wear a duck on his head the whole time? I think he did. Yeah. What a joke. Wait, is he kidding? I think he's... Yeah, you had a friend he's, who's who had a kidding theory about him. Yeah, right? Nick, like, yeah, my friend Todd has a theory about Nicolas Cage that once he got to like leaving Las Vegas, everything past that, he's just kidding. He's literally every role. He just shows up. He's just kidding everybody. Yeah. And like, if he, wow, how good was he in Moonstruck? I mean, he was awesome in Moonstruck. And Cher was amazing in Moonstruck. Both of those two. Sure. And then after that, not so much. No, no, no. He he did some other good movies. Oh yeah. In he, between yeah, Moonstruck yeah. and 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 there, but like yeah, leaving he did Las that David Vegas. Lynch movie too. Yeah. Look, he got he got the Oscar, right? Yeah, I think so. He got that little statuette, and then he was like. Pfft. I'm going to be Fu Manchu in the <laughs> in the Grindhouse movie, and that's the most serious you're going to oh, see me man. for the rest of my life. Why did they go ahead and make all those other things that were in that Grindhouse trailer and not make the Fu Manchu movie with Nicolas Cage? I don't know. I know it's offensive. I know it's offensive. And I guess that's probably why, because it, it's, it, it just would be so amazing to see him do that. It's the high point of his entire career, really. Uh. Even more so than being in an, in an Academy Award winning yeah. role. So why are we talking about this other than... Because Kevin fuck Kevin Costner. <laughs> That's why. It's a long tangent to get right back to that. But we're talking about Waterworld today. And why people didn't like it. To give Roger Ebert credit, his take on Waterworld is approximately the same as mine. Which is like, it wasn't very good, but it could have been good. And it had some cool moments in it. And it had some good action here and there. And it was a little overlong. but. I can't really recommend it. That's the way I feel about Waterworld. Yeah, he was just kind of like, well, you know, it's not worth thinking about, really, is kind of where I'm at. 
which yeah. is kind of where you're at. Yeah. You, you watch the movie and it's it's like Mad Max in the water, yeah. but Mad Max was better. Mad Max was not a like complete and utter anti-hero asshole guy. Mad Max was he had moments when it's just like I'm out for myself. And then he'd get caught up in something. Well, I'm thinking about like the newest one, Thunder Road or whatever, Fury Road. Fury Road. Mad yeah. Max Fury Road. It's like he's in it for himself. He's not in it to be like some sort of big hero and he's selfish and whatnot. But he gets caught up in this situation where he, he embraces his inner hero. And that's like his, his character journey here. In this, Kevin Costner starts out a loner asshole who doesn't care about anybody, barely works up enough energy to care about a little child. And then just fucks off at the end. That's basically his story. Pretty much. Now- He doesn't even have a name. No, he's just the Mariner. He's the Mariner. It's not important. This guy doesn't have a name, and they don't use it in the film because there is no name. Yeah. He's just this guy. He's, you just, know? he's just this guy, you know? He has a trimaran, and he's sailing the open seas at the beginning. Yep. And like the first thing you see is him peeing into a bottle or something. Like it's a, a jug. jar. Yeah. Yeah. And he pours it into this funnel and then pumps this handle a few times and like some clear water comes out at the bottom and then he drinks it and then he spits a little bit. He rinses his mouth out and spits a little bit in his plant, his little lime tree. Yeah, he's a lime he's tree. Got. Mm-hmm. So here he is. He's got a lime tree and his trimaran and he's all by himself out in the open water, right? Yep. And then he dives down to the bottom of the ocean and pulls up artifacts like some ski boots and a Bic lighter, and the, a, a mirror from a from a car, right? Just junk. And this goes on for like the first 20 minutes of the film, I, I think. It's, this movie seemed really long. It's a long movie. It's over two hours, right? It is. It's, it's a long two hours. And there was a significant amount of material that was cut, which... Someone went ahead and made a like a fan cut of this film, which is called I'm a the big, big fan of fan edits of yeah of big movies. There yeah. is there is out there something called the Waterworld Ulysses cut, which includes all of the missing material. Which, if you watch that cut, it fills in all of the information that is missing, like the bad guy's religion, which they don't talk about really much at all, but they sort of have as a plot point in the movie that exists. Mm-hmm. And so, even though it's not like super important stuff, it's it's like the transitional glue that would be really nice to have in this long fucking movie of which you see a lot of water. Yeah, you could there's probably a way that that could be edited in and some of the stuff that is in the theatrical release edited out so that it would be only slightly longer and have all of that other material in it maybe not i don't want to revisit it my own self even though what i agree with what you say that that kind of uh, lore and store backstory of these different characters in this the, this world of water would have been kind of interesting yeah i mean the bad guys worship the captain of the exxon valdez that's interesting yeah do you how did that come about right the the biggest problem with this movie for me is the characters themselves aren't very interesting. I mean... Not really. They're generic. Kevin Costner is the mariner. He has a boat. And he's also a mutant. He's a fish man. He's got gills behind his ears. And webbed toes. And webbed toes. And this somehow, you know, uh, it aids him in some way. 
in the water. I guess it would. It's it's it doesn't really make sense from a biological scientific standpoint, but whatever. I mean, they're they're just doing a thing. I'm not going to ding the movie on that. But that's basically all his character is, and it's like he cares about nobody, and then he learns to care about somebody, and then he learns to care about nobody again. Right. As soon as like the as soon as the MacGuffin quest is over, he's like, well. I gotta go. I'm not built for the land. I, they're they're in search of lo- they're in search of land. There's only one piece of land left in Waterworld, right? And nobody has found it somehow. So, somehow that happened. Yeah, somehow that happened. Then the other main characters are played by Dennis Hopper, who is the big bad in this film. He is uh, the deacon. He's the deacon, and he's basically like uh, what was her name? Mother uh, uh, Tina Turner's role in uh, in Mad Max Two. Oh. Mama something. Or, Mother something. Yeah, yeah, I don't... The Tina Turner character. Yeah, he's basically that. And he... But doesn't look as fabulous. No. Because let's be honest, Tina Turner is... She's... She looks good in Thunderdome. That's... Yeah, Tina, she looked really good in that. Yeah. I... Look, Dennis Hopper did his best with the script that he was given. He won, I guess, a Razzie for worst actor. Sure I don't did. think he was that bad. I mean, what what did he have to work with? A ridiculous script, and he just cranked it up to to nine and a half. Look, if he'd have cranked it up to ten, maybe it would have been a little funnier, or a little bit better. But I don't know. He was okay, but look, he's just a bad guy. I'm look, a bad guy, and I want I want to do bad things. In the end, it's like he wants he wants the map to dry land so he can go to dry land and knock over the trees. Yeah, he wants to be basically just wants to be a dick on dry land. Like, really? Okay, that's his character. Yeah, and the other two characters are a woman and her uh, kind of adopted daughter. Yes, who are just basically ciphers. They live in this little uh, atoll, man-made atoll area, and they escape with the mariner. And they—that's their character, really. Yep. That's all that they are. They are the MacGuffin in the MacGuffin quest. Yeah, or they are the the impetus to find the MacGuffin in the MacGuffin quest. Because the kid the- is kind of a kind of smart mouth, which I kind of like about her. Yeah, uh, but. That's it. That's it. That's she's, all you have. All, all you need is like child, woman. I mean, the, 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 there's no character development whatsoever with any of these people. Yeah. It's just like they literally could have just gone into any, you know, casting call and been like, okay, we need a woman. Oh, she's a woman. Great. Put her over here. Put some rags on her. That's great. She's done. Child. Yep. That one will do. Uh, dirty person. Yeah, you'll be good. Just put him over here in the pile of people we're gonna cast in this film. Everything was dirty and rusty and jagged and looked like Mad Max. It was more like Sad Max. And literally, or- Dennis Hopper's character in this movie, you, you can just switch out his costume. It's like the Deacon is King Koopa in Super Mario Bros. Yeah, yeah. Is the pimp in Crow 3 Wicked Crow. <laughs> <laughs> is oh my god yeah is, I, I don't even know like except he says shorty more often in in the crow three oh, like uh he, yeah, that's that's I, look he was bad in this but he was not as bad as he was in either of those two movies i don't know it's pretty bad in all three this movie's not as bad as either of those two movies. no this movie is better than those two movies hands down it, that's not saying much though no it's damning <laughs> with faint praise yes 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 so th- so tell us here i always recap the movies you do do some some of this boring recapping work here tell us tell us more 
Tell us all more what happens in this turkey. Okay, so here's what happens in Waterworld. We are introduced to the Mariner. He is out at sea. He rolls up onto this atoll, this man-made atoll, to do some trading. And discrimination against mutants happens because people are assholes even in the future when there is no land. He's there to sell a bag of dirt. There's a cell ba- or a jar, a jar of dirt. A jar of dirt. Because dirt is super, super rare in a world in which water is everywhere. And there is no dirt. But there's reasons he can get dirt and no one else can. But whatever, it doesn't matter. He's a dirt farmer. Yeah, sure. So the, the while he's imprisoned on this atoll, we discover that there is a little girl with a map tattooed on her back. Because that's the best place to put a fucking map, is on the back of a small child. You know, that would have been an interesting part of the backstory to hear about. Right? Yeah. That I'd- would have been really interesting. Why would you put a map on a child? I guess because there's no paper? They... I, they- touch on it a little bit at one point they kind of hint at it to the point where i thought that they were going to like go into a little more explanation like no that. and you know what normally i'm the one who's going like we don't need to spend all this time explaining this shit but in a movie where kind of like nothing interesting happens that would have been an interesting thing that would have been something interesting like yeah the, the, the little girl must have been like i don't know like two or three too, too young to remember and they must have strapped her down and did this painful tattooing to her back for you some would, reason you would think who did this and why that would be an interesting little backstory also if you tattoo a very small child with a tattoo i mean isn't it gonna get all stretched out and shit when she grows i don't know this they probably don't i mean in in western cultures they don't tattoo little kids that much no because when your skin grows and stretches your tattoos grow and stretch that's why and that's why they couldn't find dry land because there's tattoo because the tattoo is fucked up no, I mean, oh, jeez, I don't even want to get into it. But yeah. that's why that's why women should never get their like abdomens <laughs> tattooed if they're gonna get pregnant. Because that cute little unicorn you put on your 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 tum tum is gonna look like a fucking hideous monster yeah. if you get pregnant. Anyway, it doesn't anyway, matter. It doesn't Moving matter. on. So they get attacked by smokers. What are smokers? Those are the bad guys. That the deacon is in charge of. They have gasoline for some reason, and you would think they're called smokers because their engines smoke from the oil and the crude gasoline processing that is smoking from their vehicles. But no, they're not called smokers because of that. They're called smokers because they smoke fucking cigarettes. Where they got these cigarettes? We, we don't, don't know. know. And that's a kind of thing that we really don't need to need to know. But it's, It would have been interesting. It would have been interesting in the fact that they're smokers and that you're led to believe one thing and then you're taught Faked something out. else would be kind of cool to like know. Like two lines of dialogue. Just show us what that yeah. is. It would have been interesting. Yeah, it's like this. Well, we're on the Exxon Valdez now because we needed to board a ship that had a lot of oil to run our uh, piracy operations. But we used to be on a uh, a tanker, or a, we used to be on a cargo ship that was shipping uh, Philip Morris cigarettes over to, the, to China. Whatever. And we got you know, a bunch of cases of that. Like, okay, fine. Sure. Yeah, it makes Great. sense. I don't know. Just something. Throw us a bone so here. So the movie. smokers attack the atoll. Right. So they attack the they they attack this community and they blow everything the fuck up. And so uh the woman who has no name. Actually she does have a name, but I don't even remember it because who cares? Woman and Oh, actually, she does have a name. Her name's Helen. Helen. Yeah, I just remembered right. it. And I remember the girl's name is uh, Enola. Enola, because you know, it's a loan spelled backwards. Yes. 
Oh, God. Fuck this movie. Okay. Anyway, so Helen, I won't call her woman because she has a name. Helen and Enola help the Mariner escape from his bondage. They save his life because he's he's about he's to drown. In, in uh, sludge. In sludge. Because the sludge is what makes plants. Sure. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Who cares? They save his life. They save his life. Escape and like, on his boat. They're like, you're going to take us on your boat. And he's like, fine, sure. What the fuck? Let's get the hell out of here. So they all get on the boat and they sail away. Wee! Except more explosions. And then they're- Well, like the first thing that happens is he says to Helen, he's like- uh, we're going to have to kill a little girl and throw her overboard. Well, after they escape. Yeah, after they escape. Like, yeah. like they just after they escape. Yeah, though. they've escaped and he's like, well, you know, my water thing only makes enough water for like, not really even two of us, but three of us definitely not. So let's kill the girl. And she's like, um, no, 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 that's not the deal. You said that you would, you would just save us. And he's like, well, I don't want to have to watch you die slowly, slowly. from dehydration. So I'm going to go kill the girl anyway. Get out of my way. Yeah. You and know? she, and then, <sighs> and then she like tries to tempt him with her body. Like here, you want some of this? And he goes, well, no, I guess not. Yeah. All right. I'll let you guys hang out a little bit. Right. There's a, here's the thing. Here's another thing about this movie. There's a lot of just, I think that they meant for the moments to be kind of like, like, we're hardcore, like, surviving in the future moments. Like, you know, I don't know. You mean the Mariner? Yeah, like, like the Mariner's he's like- so badass. He's a badass. He's like shoving women around and stuff. But like, it's really, un, it's just really un- unpalatable i just didn't like it like there's one point where like the the women do something he doesn't like and so he doesn't beat them up but he like forcibly cuts their hair off which is like what what horrible parents do to their daughters nowadays when they misbehave is that really yes well i don't get it what does that teach what does that teach you it teaches you that they're an asshole, and a lot of times nowadays- Yeah, I didn't get that when he cut their hair off, because it wasn't like he was complaining about their long hair, and he had long hair. Yeah, well, it's a way of-, of, of Just asserting dominance? Yeah, it's a way of like showing that like he can take away something of theirs, of their identity. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's gross. A, it's, a way, it's a way of making them ugly. Sure, whatever. It's this is this is our hero. There's yeah. a lot of moments in this film where I'm going like our hero, ladies and gentlemen. He murders a lot of people. In oh, this straight thing up, just fucking just murders. Lots him. of murder. Yep. Lots and in fact, murder. in fact, the little girl's like, "How many people have you murdered?" And he's like, "I, I don't want to talk." about Shut it. up! You talk too much. And she's like, "You probably murdered a lot of people." And he's and then like, he just throws her off the boat. Yep. He just like picks her up and throws her overboard. And uh, Helen's like, "Well, she can't swim. She's gonna die." And he's like, "Well, yeah." And so Helen jumps in after her, and then he's like super pissed off and inconvenienced because he's got to turn his damn boat around. Right. And, and that's he- when the smokers roll up on them to like catch. The smokers are after the girl because she has a map on her back. Everybody wants this kid with the map on her back. Why? Just- the, it's it's not a complicated map either. I mean, it's something no. that you could copy in, in really in three minutes. Yep. Just, well, but the, the thing is, is that they don't know. Okay. Let's talk about the map for a second, guys. Sure. Okay. So the map is essentially a circle with a mountain on it, on the on the top of it, and some Chinese characters that are written on various parts of it. Now, the Chinese characters are actually real Chinese characters, and they do correspond with the latitude and longitude of Mount Everest. 
So the idea being that Mount Everest. It would be neat if they told you that in the film, but sure, they don't. yeah, it'd be great if they you told had to you read that. that I re- I had to look that up. Yeah. So continue. Go ahead. So the idea being that you would need to know how to read Chinese characters in order to read the map that would then tell you the latitude and longitude of something, which most people in in this world at this time don't know because latitude and longitude is used to find places on a map that deal with land, not with ocean. So it's kind of a stupid map is what I'm saying in general. Yeah. Yeah. It must be hundreds of years after the apocalypse and everybody's forgotten everything about navigation and maps and other languages and stuff. It has to be, right? Because yeah. if, if this was an apocalypse that happened 20, well, 30, 50, even 100 years ago, there would be people around who would look at that and say, well, that looks like some sort of kanji characters. We, we need to find someone that's got books, that's got, you know, Chinese or Japanese or Korean. You know, you, somebody, some, some white person that doesn't know could at least look at that and say that that's what that is. Well, the problem, that out, right? the main problem with written language is that there's no paper anymore. But there's a lot of paper. Well, you see, like a lot of paper. He's got a whole chest full of National he, Geographic he magazines. He does. He has a whole chest of paper. But like, like I mean, when they 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 roll up on a drifter at one point in time, there's drifters, and then there's people that live in these little settlements. Oh yeah, right. And he's going to pimp her out for a piece of paper. Yeah, because that's our hero. Yeah, that's our hero, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. He's going to turn nice. over Helen for a half hour with. Uh, a drifter played by Kim Coates, who is... Blow the dome, blow the dome, blow, blow the dome. dome yeah, from okay. Battlefield Earth. Going back to our first episode. So there's not a lot of written language. People don't read books. There's no books laying around, for the most part. Yeah, you'd think that they would be reading a lot of books because it'd be so fucking boring in water but, world. But it's everything is water. There's not sure. there's not really a dry... The, there's not a lot of dry places for people to be. There's no dry land. There's no... I mean, the only places for you to to be on are these like floating, things. Uh, like yeah. island dry, things. Dry spaces at such a premium, that right? The books again. Sure. I, okay, I'll buy it. Whatever. Yeah. Well, and I mean, think of it too. Like I, I would imagine anything that was paper probably got burned for fuel. Yeah. So yeah, it makes know. sense. Sure, it makes sense. However, whatever the case is, they can't decipher this map such as it is. Right. But there is one dude who has a sextant and some star charts, apparently. He makes a balloon out of things like, old laundry and like i don't know it's like the balloon in in baron munchausen like yes he stitches it together out of all the ladies under things and i guess it's powered by steam or gas or something something powered by dreams yeah and it floats away it's like at the end of wizard of oz help i don't know how it works goodbye folks when uh the wizard flies away from Oz. yeah yeah and and a bunch of things happen, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. So yeah. So so they they have a whole bunch of escapades on the open water where they're running away from the smokers, and the smokers are trying to catch up and get the girl. And eventually, they do get the girl, and then the mariner has to go and save her from the deacon. Right. Well, the the sort of like the low point comes. When the mariner says to her, listen, there is no such thing as dry land. And she says, how do you know that? And he says, because I've seen it. And she's like, well, if you've seen it, then there is. And he's like, 
This is too hard to explain it. Come with me in my magic diving bell. Well, this is to Helen, not the child. Oh, yeah. This is to Helen, not the child. She says to Helen. He says to Helen, okay, we're going to leave the child up here unprotected while I take you down on a little magical journey down to the bottom of the sea. And then at the bottom of the sea is like New York City or something like that, right? Except there's a ski lift. Okay. So maybe it's Denver or some shit. Like Who, knows? That. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but he goes down there and like he shows where he gets the dirt. He just digs it up from the bottom of like, you know, a park that's that's submerged. Yeah. You know, and uh, there's like all kinds of things. And he can go these deep dives because he's got these gills. He's got gills and webbed feet. Webbed and- feet. And she's got like a little diving bell made out of... Like an umbrella. Um, sure. Yeah. It's like made out of the, those plastic umbrellas. Yeah, those plastic dome umbrellas, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's, the it's, science of Waterworld is not sound, people. It's very much just pieced together. Why does he even have a diving bell if he can swim deep like that? I don't know. I Maybe mean, he- I thought it was like a lift bag thing, but why would it be clear then? Hey, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Too many it, questions, yeah, Eric. Like, but he takes her on this magical journey, and, and then she comes up with him, and she's like, oh my God, it's all gone. Everything is submerged. I thought there was dry land, but there isn't. It's all under us right now. <sighs> oh, double fuck. They got my girl. Yeah. It's like they snatched her while they were off cavorting down under the sea. Yes. It's wetter and it's better. Yeah. There's no fucking crabs singing down there. No. So the bad guy's got the girl on the big tanker, and uh, Mel Gibson has to go, uh, no, not Mel Gibson, uh, uh, the, the mariner has to go uh, rescue him. Yes. It would have been better if Mel Gibson had to rescue him. I don't know about that. Whatever. Who else was uh, considered for this film? Oh, like, Jack Nicholson was going to be so the bad guy? So many people were considered for this movie before fucking Kevin Costner was. Uh, considered by, considered no, no, by no. Kevin Costner. No, no, no. It wasn't for the role of the Mariner. No, no, no. Right. No, it for the bad guy. For the bad guy. Right. So, yeah. Meaning that Kevin Costner said he'd like these people. It doesn't mean that no, they no, read no. the script and they wanted to do it. Not necessarily. No? Like, it was that some of them had conflicts and shit. And then some of them okay. also probably were like, fuck, no, I'm not going to do that goddamn movie. Mm. Uh, so the original one was uh, Samuel L. Jackson, mm. but he was filming something else and couldn't do it. Dodged a bullet there. Dodged a bullet. Then there was Lawrence Fishburne. Yep. They really wanted a black guy. Uh, well, sort of, because they also asked other people. Uh, there was uh, Jack Nicholson. And yeah, like that was going to happen. Uh, fuck, who was the other guy? There was another guy. Doesn't matter. There were a bunch of people that were going to be this, and, and they ended up getting Dennis Hopper. Yeah. And, uh, Look, Dennis Hopper's a good, strong choice for a yeah. weird, evil guy. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. He's uh, he's a weird, evil guy also in that uh, that uh, movie Speed. Remember? He was like the, the crazed Oh, the crazed Speed bomber. 3. He was in Speed 3, too? Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. He was in no. the first Speed. No, no, no. I'm thinking of Die Hard 3. Okay. Wasn't was he, he in Die Hard 3? I don't know. I don't remember Die Hard 3. I remember 1 and 2 only. I thought he was in Die Hard 3. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Anyhow. There's only one Die Hard that's important. There's Kevin only- Costner has to rescue the girl, so he does. Yep. I mean- like- There's not a speed three. There's only two speeds. Okay. Sorry. I was thinking of Die Hards. Mm. And like I said, there's only one Die Hard that matters. There's only one Die Hard villain that matters. Mm. Hans Gruber. Mm-hmm. He's the best. God rest his soul. In hell. Oh, Hans Gruber. Falling slowly backwards. Yep. Didn't they push him off of that thing? Like, and he didn't know he was fall- going to fall or something. Yes. It's like, we're going to push you on three. On three. And then he did one, yep. two, and one, then pushed One, two, him. and then they pushed him. They, they, uh, the stunt guy wanted to get a genuine look of surprise on Alan Rickman's face. And so he told, uh, he told Alan Rickman he was going to push him on three. 
to to hit the crash pad and he pushed him on two. And that's why that's why he genuinely looks surprised when yeah. he is falling backwards. That's not acting. That's just Alan Rickman. It's just Alan Rickman. <laughs> going yeah. like, what the fuck? Terrified. Yep. Nice. Nice. Yeah, they also couldn't give Alan Rickman guns to shoot on that one, uh, that film, because he whenever he shoots guns, uh he He squints and like he closes his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you'll never <laughs> there's there's never a movie in which he has a gun where he fires a gun that you will ever see him firing the gun. Yeah. He can shoot a wand though. A mean uh a mean uh, uh, Yeah, he can he, he can, can do like a mean uh killing curse. Yes. Yeah. He can snape it up. Snaping it up. Anyway, that has nothing there's to no do with Snape. There's no there's Alan no Rickman. Alan Rickman in this movie, but someday we will do Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Yeah, that's Someday. on HBO right now. We can watch that. Yes. Anyhow, so so he and uh, look, let's so, wind let's wind this sucker up because uh, it's uh, like this this podcast. It's not even a very long podcast, and I'm already getting tired. It's this just is a tiring movie. It's just yeah, it's like the movie never ends because it just it's doesn't like just things happen, but nothing actually happens. There's, really. I guess here's the thing. Like usually when we watch these movies, there's like a moment or two where it's like fun. It's like a fun adventure thing, even if the movie in and of itself is kind of like a hard pill to swallow. Well, there were some fun action sequences, but it's like, then we would just be telling you, and then he swung on a rope, and then this guy shot a thing. And when was there a was fun like, action sequence? I think like the siege of the uh, of the atoll town with the guy with the machine gun and all of that sort of thing. I thought that that was kind of, that was kind of cool. Okay. I, I don't know. And... Uh, um, I don't know, like the undersea city and stuff like that. I thought that sequence was kind of neat. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of other other parts that were good. I thought his boat like was neat. the boat was cool. Okay. Okay. There's there's a part about the boat, the boat was cool. Yeah. The boat was. You know what? The if if there was one thing in this movie that I could definitely get behind, it was whoever designed the boats and the like the the sets and stuff. The boat was probably. One of the coolest, like, steampunk, it's not exactly steampunk, but it was, like, full of gadgets and shit that looked like it could actually work. Yeah, it was all crank-operated or electric motor-operated, and instead of a sail, at times he had, like, this three-bladed sort of vertical windmill apparatus, some, Mm -hmm. like, futuristic windmill thing that he could set up, and it would capture electricity and charge up some batteries that he could do things with. And then there were all these automated things on there, and that was his prized possession. And then when it's destroyed, at some point in this film, he he comes upon the wreckage, and there, with a look of abject terror and anger and sadness and loss in his eyes, he goes, my boat. Like that. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> that was probably a little bit too much too much emotion. Yeah. That had it more- like, It was that, more or less like this. My boat. Yep. That that was probably as close as you're going to get. Yeah. Just that, flat, not, no affect that, at all. Yeah. This is the time when you do like your full Darth Vader. Right, because it's that was his life. It was the most amazing. That was the best character in the film. Was the boat? The boat was really good. We were all. I sad. missed the boat. Yeah, yeah. He the didn't boat really was care. the best thing. My boat. Oh, that boat. Poor boat. So the boat is blown up, and the and they get rescued by the balloon guy, and then somehow Dennis Quaid isn't dead, and he's yeah, hanging Dennis on Quaid a isn't rope. in this movie. Dennis Quaid. No, no, no. no what is it? Dennis. Just, Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper. <laughs> Whatever. Dennis. Dennis the Menace. Oh, I would have loved to have seen Dennis Quaid in this movie. Dennis. Dennis Actually, you know young. who you know who I would love to have seen in this movie. I would have loved to have seen Randy Quaid in this movie as the <laughs> fucking villain. That would have been great. Yeah. I would have fucking loved that. That know, would have been about, amazing. How about Nick Cage? Well, I'd lo- I mean, Nicolas Cage could be in any movie, and I would watch it. Yeah, it would that's be, true. That would be great. That would be that would be great. 
Actually, you know what? Nicolas Cage and Randy Quaid in this movie. Randy Quaid is the bad guy. Nicolas Cage is the Mariner. Done. Oh, that's a good... You can probably remake that today. Yeah. This movie's ripe for a remake. Oh, my God. Oh, please don't ever do that. Please don't. Please don't. So, okay. So, So, okay. So, they figure out... Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. The whole boat, he's in a huge oil tanker and the boat blows up. Yeah, because... Because because (laughs) the the Mariner threw a flare down an exhaust port. Listen, don't leave your damn exhaust ports uncovered. If we learn nothing from Star Wars, it's A, don't have an exhaust port, like a small exhaust port in a very accessible location. Right. And then B, when the... when, When you're... Nemesis shows up with something that they can throw down or shoot into the exhaust port. Don't taunt them. Right, right. Because they're going to do it. Right. And so, and so, uh, uh, the Mariner throws a, a lit flare down into the tanker and blows the whole tanker up and blows everybody up on the tanker. And it's a huge, gigantic explosion. Would you say he blows the dome? He blows the dome. He really does. He blows the he... dome, but it does not kill Dennis Hopper. No. Dennis Hopper is somehow still alive, swimming in the wreckage. And he climbs up on the rope that they let down from the balloon. And there's like a, he's climbing, he's grabbing the girl and the girl's kicking him. And then what happens? She like, like Helen throws something at him or like hits him on the head and knocks him off the rope. It doesn't even, ah, it just doesn't, it water. doesn't fucking matter. Does it? Anyway, they find dry land. And That's it's like the main this, point is right, that they get like, away. It looks like Hawaii. It is Hawaii. I know, but it's supposed to be the top of Mount Everest. I don't know how it got so green and verdant and lush and tropical, but I suppose, you know, over the course of a few hundred years, maybe so. Look. It didn't look like the terrain that that would have been around there, but who knows? Maybe. But anyway, they wind up on this magical tropical island and, you know, and then the Mariner's like, "Uh, sorry, kid, I got to go because- Because land. I I got gills and like web feet and- you know, I'm I'm homo. What, what do they call him? They call it's like him ichthys- I- ichthyosapien. Ichthyosapien. Yeah, yeah. Because fish. I'm a new breed. I don't know like who he's going to mate with to make other ones. Maybe there's maybe there's other. Maybe he just spawns. <laughs> he spreads his milt over a Ugh. over like a clutch of eggs Ugh. laid in the uh, laid in some like jelly at the bottom of like a coral reef. Can you imagine that? Kevin Costner just sort of swimming over that, like his sperm spewing out of him. No. Clouds. No, please. Settling on these jellied eggs. No, please. Oh, come on. You can handle it. No. Our listeners can handle it. It just makes me think of Extro. <laughs> Extro. <laughs> it, like, at the I end, wish we were watching Extro. At the end with the refrigerator. That's what it makes me oh, think of. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yuck. If you didn't see Extra, you should definitely see that. Film. I'd rather watch Extra. Than oh yeah, Extra was great. Yeah, yeah. So that's so that's this, and and now it sounds like we hated it, and it's it's uh, not good. It's not good. You hated it more than I did. I don't hate it. I just don't. It's like boring. It. I just it's, don't. It's just. I wouldn't recommend it, but it's not as bad as they say. <laughs> here's, that's all I can say. Here's how much I retained of this movie. We watched it. And then yesterday we were supposed to record and and we didn't for reasons. And I couldn't remember what movie we watched for the show. I had to ask Eric. I was like, what movie did we watch? That's how little I wanted to think about Waterworld. Thanks for listening to Cinema Super Collider. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Supercast, or you can follow Eric at Dr. Algren on Twitter or at Eric underscore electric on Instagram. Megan's at Wheeltree Megan on Twitter and Instagram. If you like our podcast, 
please rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. See you next time. Chumba.